When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I knew it. Another Heard at Media production. Hey, Namaste Bitches, it's Teresa Judice, and I'm here with my co-host, Melissa Feaster. What's up, Namaste Bitches? Teresa, hello again, hello I, again. I see Dude. the sun shining behind you. I know, do you see? Oh and my, we, I, we have a snowstorm here, snowstorm. Yes, do, kids had no school today. And uh, what? It's, um, yeah, no school today. I had to just put this shade down because the sun oh, was glaring God, into I'm my so eyes. jealous. Yeah, and, the, and look what you're wearing and look what I'm wearing long sleeves and look what you're wearing but I will tell you I'm like frigid because now my wuss ass ever since leaving Ohio and coming here if anything is like under 70 degrees I'm freezing really freezing like I, I cannot do I mean like the heat on in my car freezing Oh my god, that's crazy! It's <laughs> on my ass. Heat it up. Yeah, oh my god, it's crazy. Um, do you know what else is crazy? We are having from yet another amazing Heard at Media podcast. We are having Hollywood Raw. You guys, it is with Dax Hole and Adam Glenn, and they are absolute rock stars. They are both reporters, journalists, everything. They have every celebrity always handled covered for the last 15 years and now they've joined forces to talk everything celebrity and pop culture because again they are if you know you know and they are in the know so they're awesome make sure you listen to them it's dax and adam they are going to be on with us here and then we are going to be going on to theirs for a little fun too so it's a two for Yes, it was so much fun. Make sure you guys tune in and listen. You're going to love, love, love it. Dax, you did TMZ, um, which actually my husband knows Harvey very well. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, just because of Harvey, we like, they talk. And we actually saw Harvey on our honeymoon and Bora fucking Bora. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yes. He loves that um, So you're doing that. And then Adam... You, well, I'm not doing it anymore. No, you I did, did it do, for yeah. 12 plus years. Oh, you had TMZ loves writing about me. Oh, yes, they do. So then did you guys meet then, you and Adam, did you guys meet through TM, like I mean, just that's through how, journalism and all that? Um, yeah, no, Adam and I, we knew each other at TMZ, um, but we weren't like buddies. Like he was in New York. I was in the studio in L.A., and so I would see him on the TV when he would come in or like to do like a report or when he would come out to L.A. For, for, you know, the holiday party or something like that. But we weren't really friends. We connected after both of us had left TMZ and an opportunity came up to start the podcast and we had been chatting and I was like, Adam tells the best stories. He knows everyone. He's ran into every celeb under the sun. He's still actively out in the streets doing street journalism. And so I was like, this would be a really interesting course. And that's kind of really where we like kicked up our friendship. And then like you guys are like legit tight and all that, like that's how you guys were like, let's, we, we know each other through ever, but it would be cool to bring what we know and what we love to do together. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have a good perspective on what's going on in the entertainment industry. And it's cool to have these conversations like with Teresa, you know, on both sides of, that point of her life because we were covering it and she was obviously involved so it's kind of interesting to hear her perspective on it and have those conversations and you know dax and i both broke some of the biggest stories in the world in the last more than the last decade and uh we still continue to break these stories and um besides that it's like you know 
the, the, the experiences we have through doing these jobs are just insane. Like just, I, like Dak said, I've met, I'm very fortunate. I've met a lot of people. Um, I don't know them all personally, like Sophia Vergara, but I've kind of dealt with her in small substances and, and I formed my own opinion of her. I'm sure some people have some great opinions of her and great experiences with her. I can only talk about my experiences with her. So it's just fun to have these kind of fluid conversations with a friend who's so hot, like loves Hollywood and the entertainment business as much as I do. And that's but so like, crazy. Like, look, she's on Andy. She's going to be on Watch What Happens Live on my yeah. network. <laughs> I wonder if she's being a fan of Housewives or she like, shits on it now. That, well, I heard she's like promoting yeah. a, a Netflix show that she's on. That's why. Yeah. So, Adam, um, but like, how did you even, were you just like. No, but she's sorry. She's on with Alexia. So she requested to have her. Ooh. So, oh my god, are you still talking about her and watch what happens live? Well, no, what do you want? I gotta, I gotta promote my network. I gotta promote my network. <laughs> promote Namaste Bitches and Hollywood Raw. Yeah. But like, how did you get into this? Because, like, is it for the love of the game? Was it for um, the love of celebrities? Like, how? It's so it is specific. I mean, Dax has a, a more like more. A real story than I do. I literally fell into it, but Dax did kind of came up through. I mean, Dax, you can tell your story how you kind of fell into it. Well, I, I literally went to college for radio, TV, film. I needed to do an internship, wound up at Extra, you know, the other entertainment news show that's been around forever. I wound up there just pulling tapes, running around, like doing all this stuff, but I had injured myself when I started there. So I, had, I was on crutches with two busted ankles. I had done like a, I had done a gymnastics move showing off to a bunch of kids and dislocated both my ankles at the same time. It was great. Uh, kids are probably still having nightmares to this day with that. But I credit that injury to my job because I was on crutches. Someone said, you need to go upstairs and meet Harvey Levin. He's starting up this new website. It hasn't launched yet. You should go up there. In the so beginning. I literally crutched up there, said hi to him. And the next thing you know, he sent me to do a red carpet and it was like a pita red carpet the next day. And I got to interview everyone. It was like Pink and Pam Anderson and Dennis Rodman and Kristen Cavallari. I mean, like I go on and on, oh, wow. but I was at the very end of the red carpet. You guys know how red carpets work. Like if you're not at the front, no one talks to you. But the thing is, I was on crutches. So everyone that. came to talk yeah. to me. Oh, that was nice. And because of that, like he was so impressed and a couple months later is when tmz.com officially launched and then a year later the tv show came about and so i graduated college and the next day i started full-time with him up there and i got to watch this evolution of a website that absolutely no one knew anything about to becoming one of the biggest entertainment websites on the planet and you know, it went from no one knew it to we had to gain credibility. And you can love or hate TMZ. Like, people have their own opinions of it. I can tell you they're the hardest working people in Hollywood, um, working around the clock. And because I was one of them that you didn't get vacations, you didn't get that because you're, you're constantly working. Um, but, you know, you, you break stories that people remember forever, like Michael Jackson's death. You know, I think that really solidified like TMZ is not bullshit. Like they're not just fucking around They're They've got legitimate stories that people, you know, CNN and MSNBC and everyone had to credit that story to. And I think, you know, it was a, a big turning point in TMZ's credibility. And you helped break that with Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah that, I got the first tip. And then I got one of the first confirmations. Obviously, you need a couple confirmations, but I got the first confirmation. And people were like, no way. And no one believed it. And I was like, I swear to God, this is 100%. He's passed away. And like, I don't look back at like, oh, this is a, a great thing to have on my resume. You know, it's just a big news story that is very memorable. See, to, to go to that, you hear something like that, that will See, literally You ended up where you were supposed to be. The entire mm -hmm. world. Okay. Yeah. And- like how because who who didn't love Michael Jackson? So yeah. like, how do you do that? Because you're like, oh my god, we have to hurry up because it's all about being the first, the first to break it, the first picture, the first to break the news, like the first. But mm -hmm. like, are you ever like, oh, but this makes me sad? Or oh, there's a lot of stories. Yeah, there's a lot of stories that made me really sad. But there's also you are working in a news environment where 
you know, people need to know. And so you're getting that information out to the world. And I was the first one to break Michael's death because I was live on the air uh, with Fox New York. Like we were talking about, oh, there's Mm -hmm. ambulances at his house, blah, blah, blah. And once we got the official, like, again, we had to get like three sources to confirm, right? For everything, you can't just go off one person. And I think once we had got that third source to confirm that he had passed away, I was live on air and someone came over to the publicist and said, you can announce it right now. And I like, I still get chills thinking about having to say those words out of my mouth, like Michael Jackson has died. Like that was crazy. And I was doing the same thing with MSN when Prince had passed away. Oh, same I, exact thing. I, I was live that. on air and they came over to me and they said, you can officially announce it. And it's like, what an eerie, weird thing to be able to announce and to watch just the, the anchors kind of recoil with the, the news that you're saying. Because part of you is like, oh, my God, this is so massive for my job. And then part of you is like, and I'm reporting a death of like an icon. You know, what's funny is I never thought about it for my job. I thought about it as like I was overanalyzing the way that I would say every word because I wanted to be respectful because it's like. You don't want to just be like, Prince is dead. You know, you got to really like the body that they had found has now been confirmed to be, you know, legendary singer Prince. Like you, you have to think about all these things because it's, this is one of the most sensitive moments in people's life when they hear that first confirmation. See, yeah. you know what, which I appreciate and I, for both of you, obviously, Adam, you like people don't get to where they get for the most part, unless you do, especially when you're working with the people that you're working with. It's a small industry, like word gets out. Just like Teresa was saying, I would have paparazzi that were tailing my ass. And like Mm -hmm. no shame, no respect, no boundaries. So clearly, the first thing that you're just thinking is, it wasn't even about my job. It was how do I present this doing my job, but in a way that is so sensitive. And for me, that right there makes me appreciate you more. Obviously, you guys are very good at what you've done. Look at how long you've been doing it. If you were shit, no one would talk to you anymore. You would have no guests and you guys would just be asshole journalists. Like, next. But like, I remember being out. It was the, the, my girl's birthday was January 25th. We went to celebrate on January 26th. So we all remember what January 26th was, what? Coming up on four, what? Four years now. And we're sitting down. I have a one-year-old, her first birthday, and my two-year-old. It's chaotic. It's madness. And Josh is next to me. I'm like trying to get the kids. My parents are here, his parents. And I look back and I'm like yelling at him. I'm like, yo, dude, can you like hurry the fuck up? I mean, my kids are going crazy right now. And he's just like, he's just staring at his phone. And I'm like, what is happening here? And I'm like, Josh. And he walks over and he says, Kobe's dead. And I said, what? And I have kids screaming and like I couldn't process it. But we look up, we're at a bar. There's a hundred TVs. There's not one single Fox, ABC, CNN, like nobody, nothing. There's Mm -hmm. not one thing about this. And we're like, this isn't real news. Like this is fake. First of all, it's Uncle Kobe to us, right? Second of all, no one's talking about it and then his phone's blowing up because people know that he represented him to the point where Mm -hmm. i started getting reporters back to my point long story that were not kind like you guys Mm -hmm. that i was like if you fucking call his phone one more time i swear to god i'm gonna walk down like i know you're trying to do your job but like this is something sensitive right so like but no one had reported it. And you need those three facts. Obviously, something like this. We're Googling. Nothing's on Google. Why mm-hmm. isn't something like this showing up? And mm-hmm. like 20 minutes later. You had to confirm it, yeah. Then it was everywhere. But anyway, that was a very long story, but very personal with what you guys do. And the mm-hmm. fact that like doing things in a nice way is 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 I respect you guys even more because you do it a nice way. Well, I think Adam and I have always kind of pride ourselves. Like I was known as the nice guy on the television show. Like most people knew that I would try to slant my stories to being respectful or to be funny, but not like rip apart people. Cause I got called out in my early days in front of Kim Kardashian and it like horrified me. 
Like I, because you got to remember when TMZ first started up, like Perez Hilton was like the big website, right? Like that was the humor is just (laughs) shit all over celebrities. And so it was kind of like, I thought that that's what people wanted. So the first couple episodes of the TV show, I was like making fun of people. And I remember Kim had come in at one point uh, to say hi to us at the office. And Harvey was like, oh, that's Dax. He's the biggest asshole in here. And I like that moment seared in my brain of like, I don't want to be known as the asshole. Like that is the last thing I want to be known. And I changed it from that day forward. And I was never an asshole. I was never rude to people. And and became known as the nice guy on TMZ. I like, I like that. That's a respect. Really and didn't act like, sorry, and I was going to say, and Adam does yeah. the same thing. Like Adam, he yeah. is known in the streets of New York because he is the person that is going to make you look good. He is going to ask you questions that like helps you spotlight your brand or to you know help promote a project. And he never makes anyone look bad. And he everyone appreciates him for that. Like I'm telling you. Everyone knows his name. Oprah knows Adam's name. Gail King, Tony Robbins, Kevin Hart. I mean, you can name anyone. They come up to Adam because they appreciate that he's a nice yeah, guy I mean, and he's last helping them. No, no worries. I, Sorry, I Adam. Dax in my your ass right now. And, uh, <laughs> that was so yeah, nice, Yeah, we're working Dax. on that. No. <laughs> no, and Adam, I, I appreciate what you said about me because, you know, I, yeah, no, I don't hear was, that enough. It's, it's cool. So, like, like, you knowing that I didn't do anything wrong, like, I love to hear that because it was, it was I don't a hear unique, that enough. It's so. unique to have these conversations with you. And we had these these conversations on our podcast, Hollywood Raw, with people like Mike De- Sorrentino, Mike the Situation, and some other people that, I mean, Dax, I'd have to go over. We've done so many episodes of people we've had, we've done stories on over the years, but to have those fluid conversations years later about like what was it like Tara Reid. I mean, Tara Reid. Tara Reid was. No, oh, that was, was a good one for you guys. She was like one of the most interesting episodes because we had covered her so much in her life. And she goes, I am so misunderstood, you guys. You have no idea. I'm so misunderstood in regards to everyone treats me as this party girl. And I was losing, you know, all of these like jobs because the, the studios would think I'm just partying. She goes, I was never late. Not once I was on time to every movie set, every studio, every job I've been on time. But because the media covered me like shit, I got treated like no. Shit. Sorry, Adam, go ahead. But then you guys being the nice guys, look at how that went then. Because I remember that going viral. I remember mm-hmm. watching that yeah. conversation with her. Yeah. Yeah, she was, You she just was did awesome. the different angle, right? Everybody yeah. wants to talk about her partying. Everybody's, but you know what you guys talked about? That she was yeah, a Yeah, I mean, shit. it's also important to like not- it's just you have to pick and choose your battles and there's sometimes to double down and question and, and challenge, you know? And, and, but there's other times when it's like, you know what, just give them a platform and, and tee them up for them to hit a home run. And for example, last week I interviewed Kevin Hart and I've been, in re, you know, I've been chasing Kevin Hart around the year for last, what year is it? The last 14 years I've been chasing around Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, when I first started, he was a young up and coming comedian actor. He was doing well, but not crazy. I mean, he was doing like guest starring roles and he was a guy who was trying to make it. And when a lot of media wasn't covering him and when he couldn't get, when he couldn't get on all the best TV shows, I was the one giving him that platform. I was the one always interviewing him. I was always the one making myself a media stop on his press tour and I would have fun conversations with him. I would ask Kevin, I go, Kevin, uh, is it true that uh, black people like to have sex with their socks on? So stupid. But so funny, <laughs> and, you know, it's like those conversations that like tee him up to hit for him a home run. It was just funny, stupid conversations. Years later, Kevin becomes one of the biggest stars in the world. And I like to say, and I, you know, I don't know if this is me being a dick or me being a douche, but like part of me feels like I was a small part of his success. I was a small yeah. part of his rise to fame. And Kevin has always been great to me. And, you know, when he does his media tours, he somewhat considers me a media stop. And when I waiting outside for a, a conversation with him, he always stops and talks to me. So last week he was in the news. He's promoting his new movie lift and cat Williams was also in the news. Cause cat Williams made some uh, remarks about Kevin Hart and a bunch of other comedians. And Kevin comes out of uh, a building in New York city. And rather than ask him about the whole cat Williams situation, because everyone's asking about that question. I rather Right. Go down a different route and a different perspective. And for me, at the time, Joe, well, at that it was the day after Joe Coy just holded the host of the Golden Globes. A lot of people talked about Joe Coy not doing the best of jobs. How he may have bombed at the Golden Globes. 
Kevin being uh, a comedian, a fellow comedian as Joe Coy, knows him well. What was his thoughts of the situation? And Kevin gave his thoughts. And then also I said, Kevin, who years ago was supposed to host the Oscars, but then some old tweets of his came out and he had to step down from him hosting the Oscars, which became big news. I asked him, I said, listen, if that job came out again, would you host an award show again? And he said, no, he wouldn't host that award show. And he gave me an awesome two and a half minute soundbite about it. So, I mean, I was good to him, give him a platform. I didn't challenge him and it was a good question, but it wasn't, it didn't come from a bad place, the question, but that question made international news. I mean, the question went crazy on YouTube, on social media, it made all headlines. So it was, it was mutually beneficial. And what I, the thing I was most proud about is the headlines. It was Kevin Hart supports awesome. Joe Coy and defends wow. Joe Coy. Um, and I thought it was just mutually oh, that's cool. cool. And um, it all, you know, obviously it was great that it, that it was a good statement on his behalf, but I think also regardless where it all came from was a good place. We all want content and we try to control the narrative as much as possible. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Right, but it's like, how are you different from all the other ones that are trying to wait for him outside of wherever he is or find out where these people... And I, I'm the nice, nice guy. guy. I've been doing it for how a long you? time. You know, mm-hmm. I've... But you're not just nice, you're I, that's smart a, I about try it. to... I, I'm very tactic with it. I tried to make myself stand out. I try to be cool. I think it's an energy, you know, when you're around someone, there's good energy, there's good vibes. And, um, you know, here's a, like a little thing. If someone sees what I do, people might call me a paparazzi. And I don't really feel like a paparazzi because if you see what the other paparazzi do, I don't do the same thing. So my title is I'm a street journalist and it was a way for me to defer myself, to make myself a little bit different. And because um, the word paparazzi, Teresa, as you know, has a tone to it. There's a little bit of a negative tone. It comes from the Italian word mosquito. So it's like people, you know, people don't, there's not the oh. best relation, you know, people don't have the best, there's a stereotype to paparazzi. So for me, I'm trying to, I don't feel like a paparazzi. I just feel like a journalist and I don't cover just celebrities. I cover, I cover everything in pop culture and news, but I just try to have fun with it as well. And, uh, and also I'm just a guy who's just trying to survive. And that's really what it comes down to. Are you surviving Dude, in a dark. cave right now? You know Can you turn the dark. light on? You yeah. look like you're in a back I'm cave. Sorry, I was so much light. I mean, <laughs> I know you, you my crazy encounter with paparazzi. Oh, yeah. I was hear when it. I left jail, it's like there was so much paparazzi following us. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like I was, I don't, it was crazy. I feel like there was all these cop cars. I mean, were you guys I never, following I me? didn't it follow was, you. Oh, I know other guys who did. It, it was crazy. Like, I was like, why? I, I, I felt like I was like, like the president, like, I'm telling you, I had to be in the back of the SUV. They covered me with blankets because they, 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 they were trying to get my photo. And it was like, then the car went into our garage. They were all outside my house. It was, crazy like they drew they followed me as soon as i got out of there from danbury connecticut all the way to my house on the highway i mean bravo got some footage of it it was a big it was shot though. crazy i just it was, a, it was long, a huge shot that was the biggest news story uh for a long time but how long did it take before it like calmed down outside your house before you realized okay now they're finally not showing up every single day yeah it took a while it took a, a while it yeah. took a while yeah and it's like I had to cover myself every time I had to go out. You know, it was just, it was a lot, but got through it. <laughs> How is it, you know, especially you, because you're literally on the streets, Adam, like 
it has to be a fine line between wanting to ask the question and like staying with them, but not being too aggressive. Like, how do you, how do you like balance it's, that I'd out? Say it's a good question. And I think it's about like reading the room a little bit. Um, it, it's like, for example, recently, maybe like this, uh, what's today's date? this month, I mean, this is not a big star. There was a wrestler who was in the news and I had a tip on him and I went after him. And when I try to go try to get him, he sort of like turned an angle, turned, he turned his position and kind of walked away from me. I was like, maybe he didn't see me. So I kind of put myself in a position where he had to walk towards me and he kind of moved again. I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? So then I did it again. I put myself in a position where he had to like kind of walk towards me. And so he could see me. And yeah, he could have. Um, he definitely could have. But he turned his he turned his body again. So then I just went up to him with my camera down. I said, "Hey, dude, listen. I was going to ask you a few questions. I'm, I don't want to ask you anything that's going on in the news. I want to ask you something else." And the guy was super nice. He goes, "Dude, I really appreciate talking to me. Um, I'm just I don't feel like doing. There's obviously it's a tough time for me right now. I don't feel like having a like conversating. But I'll get you next time. And you know what? It's a two way street because I could be a dick and I could ask him some of the messed up questions. And Teresa, you've been through this too. But he said, right. "Listen, I." I I appreciate that he'll get me next time. And I think he will remember Like I was cool with him. I tried to talk to him off camera and I've had multiple experiences with a lot of the biggest celebrities out there where they've said to me, Hey man, I don't feel like doing it today. I'll get you next time. All right, cool. And they did a majority of them have done that. Uh, I wouldn't say majority. Uh, yeah, I would say majority have, you know, they understand my position and they were just appreciative of a guy in my position being respectful back or like having their back a little bit, you know, they understand I had a job to do, but they weren't ready for it yet. You know, and I'm actually, you know what, Teresa, I got to tell you, there was, I remember we were, we were waiting for you to come to court. Everyone was kind of going their question to ask you because you, they knew you weren't going to talk. They knew you weren't going to say anything going into court. I forget it was either going in or leaving. They knew you weren't going to say anything. You were just going to kind of really quick walk in really quick, walk out to the car and it was like this random street in Newark, away from the Prudential Center anyway, at the courthouse there. And everyone was trying to think, what's the question that's going to be on the news? And they knew she wasn't going to respond. And, you know, there was guys who were yelling out questions, Teresa, um, are you nervous about going to jail? Knowing that Teresa wasn't going to respond to it, but they knew that would run. They knew that strong thing, Teresa not responding to that. So I personally try to stay away from, like, at that time, I, I was working for a company and they wanted me do that type of stuff and when you have a, a gun to your head and health insurance all that stuff's on the line you kind of have to you don't feel like a good person to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I trust me I, I it's not fun seeing people at their lowest thing and being that guy but i try to avoid those situations at every every you know whenever i can you know it's it's tough for me to even kind of even though i I'm, trust me i couldn't imagine what Teresa was going through for me personally like that's I don't even feel comfortable going to sleep at night being that guy because it sucks, dude. It sucks. Uh, I mean, I'll let you guys know. It's, you know it's, I'll give you guys another insight. Like I never thought I was going to go to jail. Like I thought I was just going through the motions. Like mm -hmm. I was like, cause I was confident. I was like, I didn't do anything. Like I knew I didn't do anything. So I was like, this, I guess I just have to go through the motions, spend all this money, you know? And all right. Like I'm go so like when, when we were in the courtroom and she said, I don't even know what she said. Cause then I turned to my lawyer. I'm like, what did she just say? I said, am I going to jail? No. And my lawyer said, yeah. I was like, I was like, I was, I was, I, I don't even, I would think I was shocked. I was shocked. I like, I, I was like speechless. You watch I mean, suits. I, I was shocked. Oh, it's such a good yeah, show. I mean, it's oh. totally. That's nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I'm like on season five right now. It's such a good <laughs> show. I'm like obsessed with it. I was, that, I was like, yeah, we're I was like, all right, I'm going to do that. I'm going to watch it. It's such a good it. show. But, yeah. I like it. I'm but like, how do you, what, okay, so, you know, Dax is talking about Prince, Michael Jackson. Like, what's a big story that Adam, you, like, they turn to you and they're like, I'm giving you this bite. Man. What's a really? I mean, I know you. Dude, a you got to talk about the the biggest fight that you I mean, started. I, I in started history. Uh, one of the biggest fights in fight history. I started Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather, um, which was one of the, you know started the you know which what? is the super fights. 
Um, UFC 205, Conor McGregor wins at Madison Square Garden. Everyone's talking about Conor McGregor. Everyone's like, man, this guy is the biggest star in the world. The the charisma of everything. He backs up what he does. Everyone's talking about Conor McGregor. Sunday, everyone talks about Conor. Monday, everyone's talking about Conor. Tuesday, Floyd Mayweather shopping in the Diamond District. And uh, I go up to Floyd and I go, let's do something about Conor. He goes, yeah, let's do something. So I put up my camera. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Back up. Okay. He, he, he's just shopping. What, like, uh, uh, with his, like, po- no, no. Okay, walk me through this. He's shopping. I got How my do tipsters. you know he's shopping? Yeah, I got my tipsters. Someone hit me. I, my tipsters hit me up and said, hey, Floyd is shopping in the Diamond District. So um, I ran over there, and I have a, a, a decent relationship with Floyd. Um, better now. Even actually, no, I have, a, like, a we're cool. Like we're, we have a pretty cool relationship. But if I see him, he says hi to me. Like he gives me like, you know, cool. we, I'm like, what's up, dude? It's not, we have like, we don't do a podcast together by any means, but we're, uh, but, <laughs> but <laughs> by the way, Teresa, like the, you know, who Floyd yeah, he's never, is, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> Listen, we, we all are normal. We're all the same. Teresa. We're all the same. We're people. We remember I, who's yeah, nice to us and who's not. You know, Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> like, okay, okay. Yeah, but some remember, are really remember, good boxers and make like a bazillion dollars. He came up okay. to me a lot of times. Like, right? Was I ever a yeah. bitch? I no, was never no, a Teresa's bitch. Teresa's always been great to me. You've always been sweet. I've, I've, she, yeah, I've never. No, like, she's always I don't, been. I'm not um, like that. No, you've always been. You've always been chill. But like anybody that's been nasty to me, yeah, I've no, been she, nasty back. You know, Teresa's Sorry, always I didn't been chill to me. You're talking about sports. Yeah, yeah. So I, Floyd Mayweather, I got to tip that Floyd Mayweather shopping in the Diamond District. I run over there and I go, Floyd, like kind of off camera, like, dude, let's do something about Connor. He goes, yeah, let's do something about Connor. So I go, Floyd, do you see Connor's fight? Everyone's talking about Connor. And then Floyd goes on a rant, a five minute rant about Connor McGregor. It says, never compare an elephant to an ant. He's never done the things I've done. You know, yeah. like it's not even consideration. Like, yeah, great, have your moment, but you're not. You haven't done what I. Just like that, Floyd Mayweather takes the win from Conor McGregor. The next day, Conor McGregor still in New York City. I had a tipster reach out. You know, I had like tipster hit me up and say, "Hey, Conor is eating at this place in Hell's Kitchen." I run over to that restaurant. Conor McGregor leaves lunch. I go, Conor, he's here with Floyd. Said he said, "Never compare an elephant to an ant. You've never done the things he does." And he goes, "Tell him to say it to my face." And he talks some shit about Floyd Mayweather. The next day, I get Floyd Mayweather talking trash about Conor McGregor. The next day after that, Dana White's in New York, and I get Dana White talking smack about Floyd Mayweather. So it's like all this like back and forth, and just basically got the internet talking. Next minute, they're in Vegas. Like so the I biggest started, you know, ever. and these guys like credited me. They're like, "Hey, how this fight start? Started on the streets with you know," and they credit me and started the biggest fight in fight history. And made these guys a ton of money, and all I got was a souvenir T-shirt. And- so, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, yeah. you win yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's, I, I've done stuff like that. I did um, actually a crazy thing, and I didn't break this story, but you know, Dax, the Ray Rice story, you know, with the elevator that mm-hmm. went at the press conference. Oh. Remember that? Oh, and I- um, yeah. Ray Rice, yep. obviously, I didn't break the story, but Ray Rice, TMZ broke the story. Um, Dude, Teresa's so out already. She's like, who the hell are you guys talking about, right? You guys Ray- broke that fucking story that about Ray Rice. Wait, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who Ray Rice is. <laughs> don't worry about it. You're not Wait, missing anything. Who is anything. Ray Rice? Yeah. Adam, give give her, yeah. give her a story uh, that uh, I mean Amanda Bynes, for example. Know. And this actually goes into the celebrity stuff. And so um, remember Amanda Bynes was in the well, remember Amanda Bynes. She was going through her 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 I'm trying to respectively say this because we all know she's had some issues or yeah, mental health issues. Mental health issues. But when she was in New York, do you remember she threw a bong out the window and it became a really big news story? This is during like the chaos part of it. And so Amanda Bynes is in New York. She throws a bong out the window, apparently, allegedly. And for days, I was working for a company at the time, and they said us and there's a bunch of other media outlets sitting outside her apartment in New York City for like a week. And we didn't even think she was there after she threw the bong out the window. But they still had us and other media outlets just sitting outside her apartment for like a week. And I remember it was like in the heat of the summer. It was like hot days. We bring we bring and brought like beach chairs because we're like, dude, this is just a waste. We're going to sit outside this girl's oh house God. in case she shows up. But then after like day four, day five, after she allegedly threw the bong out the window, me and my coworker were saying like, maybe – like how she? They say she threw a bong out the window, but they never found the bong. 
where she lived in New York City was on top of the theater. She lived right on top of a Broadway theater. She actually lived in the same building as Ariana Grande at the time. And um, we're like, how the, you know, why wasn't the bong ever found? But she threw, we found out where, which window was hers. And she threw the window at the bong. She, if she threw the bong out the window, it would have landed on the roof of this building. So, dude, she it was, was like, all like this. I was like, man, I should have been a fucking detective. So we said, uh, we're like, we should try to get on the roof and find the bong. So all of us, I remember it was like, it was like a rainy day. And we're sitting there, all the, the news outlets were talking. And me and my coworker at the time, we're like sitting there, like kind of like, kind of walking around in circles, trying to think what we do. And then real quick, we ran into the theater's security door. And everyone tried to follow up to us to see what we're doing because no one wanted to get their story beat out because all the news outlets are very competitive with each right. other. You know, like Dak said, you know, when a story goes, you need to be the first one to break it because if you don't break it, you don't want to be second. You know, yeah, exactly. You're not first or so last. we ran into the security door of this theater. All the other outlets try to follow us because they were like, what are these guys up to? We closed the door. We locked the door like this, so they can't come in. The security guy of the building's like, what are you guys doing? What's going on? We get, hey, listen, we're reporters. We need to check your roof. This guy probably got fired from this, but he was like, uh, okay. And he allowed us to like go up the fire escape onto the roof. And we went onto the roof and we found a bottle oh, wow. on the roof. And it could have been, we don't know, still, it was a rainy day. I don't know if it was a bong or a bottle, but it was some sort of glass. And we took, we, instead of touching it, we took photos of it. And we called our news outlet first and we said, hey, we have these um, photos. They said, send us in. We're going to break it. Then call the police. I called the police right away to say, hey, we possibly may have found the alleged bong. You know, again, if this was me and Dax who found the bongers, they wouldn't give a shit. But because it was such Amanda Bynes and such a news story, within seven minutes, eight cop cars pulled up out of nowhere. And like, whoop, 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 all show up. And it became a whole big thing. Is this a bong or what? And it became a huge story. And um, we still don't even know. I don't remember what they found out it was, but it just shows you because there is a celebrity involved that, you know, people want to cover their asses and they don't want to found out that, hey, you're detectives, you're a police, but some stoner and his fucking buddy wearing gym shorts just found the thing. How didn't you guys find it? So we beat them to the punch. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just like, I mean, I've broken so many stories. Dude. It's, it's. I'd have to go over the years. I mean, it's just, it's, I've been doing this for 14 years. That's awesome. I know, it's hard to 14 years I've been doing this, and I it's know. just like, it happens all you the time. Know, it's like kind of, I mean, at this point, it's like weekly. Yeah. You tipsters, Paul, why don't they go and say, I got the story so, myself? I started at a really good time. And when I, you know, people think I pay these tipsters, and my tipsters go from people that are just like friends in the city to people who drive taxis to homeless guys to cops to bike messengers, like people I just know around New York City. And people are like, do you pay them? And I'll be honest with you, I don't make enough money to pay these people. And in fact, even if I get a shot, doesn't mean I'm going to make money on that. So it's hard to really monetize and pay people out. But what I do, you know, I call my tipsters, I mean, I'm telling you my tipsters, but really they're my friends. I'm friends with a lot of people on the streets. I don't work in an office. I work on the streets. And what I always say to people, I, and I, I like to, and I, this goes a lot longer and a lot further. I always say to people, if you can meet three people, any three people, who would you want to meet? And people give me those names of who they'd love to meet. And one of my favorite things to do is to get those people to meet the people they always wanted to meet. You know, I come from a, a blue collar town in Jersey, you know, Teresa, like, you know, I'm not from the Hollywood world. So when I'm able to get a friend who I know or some guy on the streets who never thought they'd be able to meet the person they always wanted to meet, that goes a longer way. And it's just like, that's what friends do. And like, exactly. you know, if I get a cool event to go to, I'm always like, hey, like, can I bring someone? I bring one of my friends with me. I bring those people who've helped me because like, we don't work together, but we work no. together. So it's, that's what's in it for them. Yeah. They're just helping out a friend because again, I'm not. I'm not rich by any means. And they're they're appreciative of being a small part of it and helping me out. And I'm very appreciative of them helping me out. So I try to kind of help them out in ways I can. You know, it doesn't have to be essentially money. You know, it could be other ways of value. Yeah. Take care of the people yeah. that take care I of like you. That. So, yeah. That's awesome. But like who that – you said you to the people that you want to take care of. That's the way you're taking care of them. Who are the top three people you have not met yet, both of you? Or the top one person that you have not met yet that you would love besides to interview? Me. Besi besides, besides me. Besides me. Besides the ones on the TV screen. I, I got to meet you in Vegas. I, I, 
Oh, yeah. Let's see. I I would love to meet Oprah. She's on my top list. I'd love to meet Oprah. Have not had that opportunity. I've met a lot of people, so it's hard to think of who I haven't met at this point. Um, but she is definitely up there. Um, and Adam's met her like yeah, I saw her uh, recently. Um, 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 you know what? Manifest it. You'll New York. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Adam just goes, you know, I saw no, her awesome. like last That's week. That's my girl. So what? Were you Oprah's, my, Oprah's awesome. Very, you know what the thing about Oprah is? She's exactly the person you want her to be. You know, when you talk to her, she's very present oh, and she I gives know. you her time. She's not listening. You could just tell like sometimes you meet someone, they're not present and their eyes are sort of seeing who else is going around. But when she talks to you, She's like she's present with you. She's giving you that minute. And she she's very cool. She's very sweet, and she gets it. Um, also, very like she looks good. She looks mm-hmm. great. My person, I don't know. I, I again like Dax. I've gotten to meet a lot of people. I've met presidents. The only person like I, it's not like I'm a huge fan. I just want to say I've met him um, because I've met every single pretty much active president of my life. I never met Obama, you know. And I think that'd be just cool. And I'm not like. This- Oh, you know, I'm not even a political guy. It'd be cool to just say I met because he's just I've met Trump, I've met Clinton, I've met Bush, I've met uh, you know, and I met Jimmy Carter, and I just be cool to say I've met every single president of my lifetime. Um, but besides that, like honestly, I get like more excited. I remember like the first time I met like Richard Simmons. I got so excited to meet Richard Simmons. Like I loved Richard Simmons. He is a big, big deal. deal. I mean, we haven't seen him in years, but like. Uh-huh. I was starstruck to see Richard Simmons. Like to me, he's just a character. It's like the people you grew up on. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Richard Richard knew me from TMZ. I saw him at a birthday party, and he it was this was like literally maybe a month before like he disappeared off the planet. I saw him at a birthday party. Our, our friends, uh, my friend Matt, had a birthday, and he showed up, and he was awesome, and exactly how you would picture Richard Simmons, and fun and crazy. And he totally knew me off the show, and we chatted for a while, and then he disappeared. But he was awesome. No, Did you guys ever cover anyone that you were like, oh, man, we just talked to him, and they, like, passed? Or, you know, like, something like that. Vern Troyer, I had talked to him, like, pretty pretty recently, and then he passed away. That was a tough one. Um, Trying to think who else. I know there's been – I mean, we've had a couple of people on our podcast. We had – Larry King, we had his last interview before he like he, oh. he passed away. Um, Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey, you know, had uh, him you know, I, right I, I had the last shot away. of Prince before he died. I was the last person like see him out like in the, and uh, it was funny. I was waiting up. I went. I went to his house in Turks and Caicos. They took us there when I wow. did the Ooh. girls trip. That's yeah. pretty cool. And he had a he has a purple. I think it was a purple driveway. Purple driveway. Yeah, I saw the last. Yeah. I was the last person to see Prince before um, he died. And actually, this one was kind of gnarly. Paul Walker. I met Paul Walker, and um, he was super cool. Um, actually, he was like, "Dude, what's your number? I'll hang out with. Like, we'll go get a drink in New York City. I want to learn about you." He, and then I gave like him my number, and then ten days later, he passed. He's, 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 yeah, that he was that one. Was like, man, I, I was like. Yes, I mean that was so sad. But the other part of me was like, I finally get in with someone and they pass. Like, like, (laughs) what if I would have called on eight days before that? Right. Uh, I mean, you guys. I feel like I could sit here and pick. I just appreciate, you know. Obviously, Teresa knows more about it. That, but just hearing the other side and like how well and successful you guys are, and how well you do what you do. And doing it in such a nice, great, respectable way. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's really cool for me. Um, you know, I appreciate it because yeah. And and I came a long way too because I remember when I first started, I was like, oh, I used to hate like, you know, TMZ in the beginning, and even my boss, like Andy Cohen, who I'm like, why does he always have to ask me the hardest questions? But now I get it. It's your job. Yeah. So it's job. like you guys are just doing your job. So. And that's why I totally understand it now. I mean, obviously, I've been doing it for a long time. So if I want to answer the question, I do. If I don't, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a, it's, I I feel, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think, I think that's at least for us when we know someone understands the industry, like there is a symbiotic relationship between media, celebrity, uh, paparazzi, like, 
everyone is trying to get ahead in whatever field they're in. And I think that, you know, as much, you know, the paparazzi word, like you said, Adam, can be kind of an iffy one. People kind of look down on it. But I, I think that if there is no paparazzi out there, if tomorrow all the paparazzi disappeared off the planet, there would be a void because they fuel so much entertainment to a lot of people out there. People like to see the beach photos. People like to see the vacation stuff, the red carpet stuff. And on that note, it is helping promote projects. It's helping keeping people relevant in between projects. And if they weren't there, a lot of people wouldn't be as relevant come their next project. And so the people that truly understand that relationship are the ones that are the most famous people in Hollywood, the Brad, the Angelina, the, you know, they're the, the Oprah's. They understand that and they will never say anything bad. They never talk poorly. They never give a bad moment on camera to paparazzi. I mean, they just, they get it and it helps them propel to the next level. Right. Right. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, that's the way it's, you know, that's the way it goes. Yeah. But again, you guys do it in a, like, there are people, of course, we need paparazzi. Of course, we need you know, the the guy, the Adams, like the guy, the street journalist, like we, we, we need the TMZs, we need all this. But again, it's, we need agents, we need all these people, but it's, there's a way that you can do it without being a fucking asshole. Yeah. And you guys clearly prove that time and time again, which is why you've been doing this for decades. And it's just, it's, it's cool. Like we've seen you guys and, and your pod on with her at, and it's just been awesome to be able to like, chit chat and talk to you guys and, and yeah, get to cool. know you guys more yeah yeah. This, is, yeah this is so much fun i, I, I enjoyed doing this this was fun yes yeah. let's go yeah no, and, I, <laughs> and, I like, and i like the questions that you asked me and everything and you you know you definitely put yeah, a smile I, on my face because you know for a long time it was a hard pill to swallow but i like that you guys totally understand and get me and and totally saw the other side you know well, I think if people want to hear those questions, they're going to have to jump over to our podcast, Hollywood Raw. We yes, got, we I got love- all into it. We talked to Teresa and Melissa all about their podcast, but then we we got into the the jail stuff or the prison stuff, and you know, asked questions that have been pent up in my head for a long time, just because I covered a lot of that when I was at TMZ, and um, I hope we did it in a respectful way. That uh, no, you know, you did, you did, you did. Uh, but yeah, I think I mean, there was some. Is there anything re- else you want to ask? Like, I, I'm so. Uh, no, I mean, I think we covered covered it all, and I. I mean, I is there anything else you guys want to ask me? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think no? if people want to hear uh, Teresa's side of what it was like and some of the, I guess, misconceptions about being behind bars, and I feel like my mind was blown learning about some of the things I didn't know, like how good the food was and all that. So head on over to our podcast if you want to hear that conversation. They were really cool. I really liked them. They were so nice. I love them, Teresa. Yeah, they were very, very nice. Very nice. Oh my gosh. Listen, we're all the same. We're all the same. You know, we're all the same. We're people. So it's like, it's nice to be nice to one another. It's nice. And it's nice to help each other. It's nice. And And I feel like that's, you know, it was really cool. And I like, you know, especially, you know, I like to hear what they thought about me and everything. Like it was really, you know, I love it that. Cool. I, never, was, I don't hear that enough. So it was, it was good to hear. It was cool. It was cool to hear their insight and on like the other side, right? And also, but again, like we all have, that's what makes the world go around. Like you, someone does this person, someone, or someone does this person. I don't mean by boning. I yeah, mean, we all when, have our roles to play and right. we help, we all help each other. Because and if you're know, nice, just be nice. Yes. And it's like, just, yeah, help, you know. It's nice if you do something nice for someone because if they're going to do it right, then they're going to do it back to you. And like, no. that's how like, no, you know, it keeps you going, in life, which I think is a beautiful thing, you know? And I was like, for a second, I was like, just breathe because I was, no joke, getting a little sad talking about Kobe. Oh, I know. That's it's sad. just like coming up. It's, I mean, what is I it? I remember when that happened. That was really sad. Yeah. In a, in a week. It's so sad. It's like we all have our destiny. It's how we come, you know, like we all have our way of how we're going to leave this earth. We do, Melissa. It's so sad. We all have like the way we're supposed to die. And unfortunately, that was his 
day and hit the, the way he was supposed to die. And it's so sad, you know? I mean, it was you know, tragic. Like that that happened. shouldn't happen. Like, it's just. I know. I, trust me. I I mean, it's like, I know you you question, like, why did that person have to die that way? And it's like crazy. It's like, that's, you know, we all have our what? destiny the way we're supposed to leave this earth, you know, which is, you know, can't think about Pardon. it. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, you guys, it was awesome. Like Dax is amazing. Adam is amazing. They're so professional. They're so amazing. I mean, the amount of celebrities and people that they have met and because of being great and professional and doing their job so amazingly, that's how they are still doing it 15, 20 years later. So it just says a lot about them. Um, And I'm just happy that you know, not only are they super cool, but they're also under Herd At Media as well. So we could just bring all the coolness and all the fun together while supporting each other's podcast. It was. Yeah, I love that. Love it that. was fun. So you guys, thank you as always. Every Wednesday, we will be back new, fresh. Um, it was a great way to start the new year, right? It was. It was nice. Great way to kick it off kick it off. Um, so you guys, thank you as always for your support. Thank you for tuning in every single Wednesday to hear us talk, our fun guests, our namaste bitches. Go get the merch. It's yeah, somewhere uh, that's shop Go get namaste bitches merch. It's still out there, especially for the cold weather right now. Ugh, who wants another zip up? Who wants? I mean, I need I know. It. I'm waiting for my zip up. I can't. Then I'm gonna wear it, and then I'll sell oh, everybody. And my in my skull hat. I can't wait to get it. It's gonna yeah. come any day. Good stuff, guys. So thank you as always for tuning in. Don't forget, you can check out this full episode of us on Hollywood Raw and of Dax and Adam on Namaste Bitches. You can go to the full video on Herd at Media YouTube channel if you want to see all four of our amazingly beautiful faces. Thank you, guys. Yeah, follow me at Teresa Judice on Instagram. Melissa, where can they find you? At Melissa Fista. And follow, of course, Namaste Bitches Pod Pod. and Herd at Media. And next week, we will be back next Wednesday. Love, 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 love you guys. I knew it. Another Herdat Media Production.